0: the las vegas raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness transform your mind body and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content guided meditations progress tracking and more visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of true Connect exclusively for raider nation raider nation wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official raiders podcast network Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and today is September 20th, 2022. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Morning Grind. Well, look, if you know me and you've heard this podcast before, you know that I will tell you any loss is a tough loss. This one obviously stings because the Raiders had a substantial lead before they gave it up. I will say this, me and 0-2 is never a good thing, and there's statistics, percentages. I, I think my partner Jason Horowitz uh, read over the air. That, you know, it's not, not favorable for a team to start 0-2 and, and, th- and expect to make the playoffs. But you still have, you know, you, you still have 15 more games, so anything is obviously possible. I will say this, it's going to be a, ha- a hard hill to climb up because there's still a lot of work that, that's, uh, that needs to be done. So let's break it down. When you think about the game against the Cardinals, you have to think in, in consideration, taking consideration that the Raiders were obviously a better team, especially the way they started but there are two things that went wrong that are blaring observations just based on the first half from me. One, there's still a deficiency in the red zone. And I know we've got a good special teams. I know we got a good kicker in Carlson, but you've got to you've got to find a way to score touchdowns. Touchdowns are going to be the difference maker. It was the same thing for the Chargers, to be the same thing for when they play the Chiefs, obviously the Broncos teams like the Cardinals, you got to score touchdowns with that being said, I know there was an effort to do it and it just have to be better play calling and ble- better execution in my point. But on top of that, I will say in through two games, I thought the defense has played well enough for us to beat both of the teams that we lost to. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, you look at the tail of two halves just in the Cardinals game. Well, in the first half, the Cardinals you know didn't really get anything. Couldn't get you know barely a couple first downs. The defense was playing lights out. They were playing at such a high tempo because one they were fresh, and two you know they they had studied their film. They knew what Kyler Murray was going to do. They knew what Cliff Kingsbury was going to call, and, and so they they were definitely prepared for it. And that's why it was a tale of two halves. and And that's why it's disappointing that this offense didn't complement the defense more by scoring touchdowns because you really could have broken the will of the Cardinals, if you were to score touchdowns. And then we turn to the second half. Obviously, the Cardinals get the football first. And they go down the field and score. Usually when that happens, doesn't matter when it happens during a game, but usually when that happens, the team that is ahead loses a little bit of momentum. And it gives a little bit of momentum to the team that just scored. You got a little confidence brewing. You feel a little bit better about yourself. Okay, you put points on the board. Having prior to that point, having the Cardinals shut out twenty to nothing, you know, a lot of well, the crowd and a lot of people like myself were thinking that okay, this should be a cakewalk. You should be able to easily handle it because you haven't seen anything out of them yet. Nothing to worry about, right? Yeah. Now when you don't score touchdowns, there's always a feeling of unease in my stomach when you when you have more field goals on the board than touchdowns. That'll get away when you have two defensive battles and stuff like that, turnovers, miscues. But it's not going tit for tat. When you're trying to get it like that. And in any in instance of, of, of the Cardinals game, you know, when you thought you had the Cardinals down is really when you need to put your your foot on their neck and try to crush it. With that being said, let's talk about the first drive for the Raiders. Backed up in the second half, backed up in the second half, poor field position. They go a quick three and out. Defense was already exhausted from the first drive of the second half. Then they have to go back out there and do it again. Now, when you look at the turnover margin, it wasn't as significant in this game as it was. Well, I mean, I know the, bad, the last play was obviously significant because it ended the game. But when you talk about, you know, the turnovers that were costly in the Chargers game, the Raiders had a hard time getting their offense going. This time, it seemed like they, were getting, they had the offense going on all cylinders. And like normal, and it's been in the past, you can go from the 20s to the 20s, or start at 25 or whatever usually, and get down the field and get in scoring position but then you have a problem in the red zone. That's been something that has been plaguing for the Raiders for quite some so many years. It doesn't matter who's that coach. And on on the other side, when you talk about the defense, look in the second half, the defense is just tired. I mean, if you go back to that, that 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 two point conversion that the Cardinals had, where it looked like it took three hours because it was running around in circles, I said to my partner and the, and the people who were listening to J- on the on the uh, on the radio broadcast. There's nothing a defense can do to stop that. And he looked at me and says, what do you mean? I said, first of all, your defensive secondary is trying to focus on the receivers. They're chasing the receivers around. They can't pay attention to a quarterback. Secondly, when you have a quarterback of Kyler Murray's ability, he's wiry, he's squirrely, he can run around, he can run in circles, he can do that all day. It doesn't look like he'll get that tired because he knows where he wants to go. And being a defender, you have to react. You can't and you can't insist upon. You can't push the presence upon it. You have to react. You have to react. What he does, where he goes, try to cut him off. It's not about not having the right people in there. It's about uh, guys that were playing were tired. Look, we were already down two starters to begin with from the first before the game even started. Two v, two defensive starters. And had to reach in the bag to pull out extra, you know, defenders, least defensive backs, Patrick Graham, because there were other people that you had to be worried about. You couldn't just play your standard cover two zone. They they did a little bit of a wrinkle, playing three safeties high, because you've got a good tight end and Zach Ertz on the Cardinals. You've got a good wide receiver and AJ Green on the Cardinals. No, they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, but they still had uh, uh, Hollywood Brown, three good receivers that could stretch the field. And a couple guys that we didn't know about until the other day, you know, until that to that game were also pretty doggone good receivers. So you got to remember on the other side, the guys get paid, too. Which brings me to my next point. You know, it's really unfortunate the Raiders dropped this game. I I thought they they had it and I thought they were going to be able to cruise to an easy victory. But there's one thing I've learned and I told my partner, Jason Horowitz. NFL stands for not for long. Never get comfortable. Never get complacent. A lot of people might think that you know Josh McDaniels was, was conservative in the play calling. I don't necessarily think he was conservative. I also tip the hat to the, uh, to the lack of execution. There were a couple of times where I saw some of our offensive linemen, they're young, and I know they've got a lot, of, lot to learn, get pushed in the backfield. Now, this is what you have to understand. This is what you have, what you have to realize, what you have to talk about. And I don't know who would do it on that sideline or part of that group, and this is where experience comes in. When you want to run the ball in the National Football League, running the ball consists of instilling your will onto the other person. Instilling your will on the other person. What do I what, what do you mean by that? Like no. when you take the field, no matter what run is called, no matter where it's going, You have to want to win that play at that time. And I mean really win it. Like there is no other play. And you have to take it like that. And you cannot afford to get pushed in the backfield. Because any style of defensive penetration is not necessarily good when you're trying to run the football. There are plays where you can get away with it. But for the most part, when you're trying to run the football and you're trying to run between the tackles, because believe me, they tried to get outside the tackles, didn't have any success out there. So when you're trying to run between the tackles, you as an offensive lineman have to look across that line and say, I'm going to push you out of the way. Or you're not going to stop this play. I'm going to steal my will upon you. And there were times, many times in the second half, when the Cardinals defense, especially their defensive line, knew the Raiders were going to run the ball. They got penetration. They got push. They made it hard. There were several times, you know, I tip my hat to Josh Jacobs. There were several times where I thought he was he was dead to rights. I thought he was going to be tackled for a loss. He made a couple moves in the hole, which is, which is what you never, ever want your running back to do, make moves in the hole, just to get a few yards. But even when you're trying to launch play action, you can't afford, you can't afford to get pushed back. You can't, be, you can't afford for somebody to deliver you into the lap of the quarterback. That disrupts the play. There was a couple times that happened in the second half. And It's a combined effort. I know you know the offensive line is going to get a lot of you know fluff and, and grief, if you will not fluff, but a little bit of grief, especially with my, my little rant right now. But the thing is, is that they only gave up one sack, they did give up a couple hurries, a couple pressures. So you got to understand, those guys on the other side get paid too, so they got to do a better job collectively of slide protection. The first sack that went to Jermaine Illuminor on, on JJ Watt, the only sack, I should say. Came on a slide protection where they were supposed to be sliding the J.J. Watt. So when Illuminor got beat inside, he didn't really try to, you know, re, you know recourse. He thought that whoever the, the guard was at the time, I think it was Simpson or it might have been Cotton. I can't remember who was it, who was the right guard at the time. But it, if it was Cotton, so he was expecting him to go with him. But Cotton went back and helped Dylan Parham, who's starting center in, in lieu of Andre James being out with a concussion protocol, was helping him with the defensive tackle. You got to communicate those things. Your, your right guard needs to sit down in a position when he says, okay, we're going to be sliding right. Hey, Jermaine, Jermaine, I'm going to stay with Dylan. I'm going to stay, with, I'm going to stay inside. You got him. You got him. You got to say something. Because if that guy, that guy, that tackle is expecting you to be there, then if he gets beat inside, he's expecting you to be there. You can't let him down. So that was a miscommunication. It's also something that comes with chemistry and time. Okay. And furthermore, we're playing with a lot of young guys on offensive line. They're going to take their lumps. They're going to take their lumps. And it's not all bad when you look at it. You know, something that Derek didn't really do in the first game against the Chargers, he did He did against the Cardinals. He spread the ball around. Not relying on one person that, you know, to make the plays. But there were still some errant throws. There's going to be guys that are going to make mistakes. No one's going to play perfect. Even the best don't play perfect all the time. You know, they limit the amount of mistakes. That's how, you, that's how you base yourself in football, and that's how you get that level of consistency. So with that being said, going forward, there's a couple of things that have to happen. Offense has got to score more touchdowns. Not more field goals, more touchdowns. And offense has got to deter, you know, put the game away when they have the chance. Close out the game. Four-minute offense consists of getting two first downs and making the other team use all their timeouts, including the two-minute warning, to put the game away. There's times where the Raiders had a chance to do that. They couldn't do it. They exposed the defense in a worse kind of way because the defense was exhausted. If you look at the defense and everybody in the secondary in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, you saw so many guys with hands on their hips, so many guys bent over. The moment they're going over to the bench, they're asking for oxygen, all the stuff that was going on, your defense was worn out. You can't be successful if your defense is worn out in the fourth quarter. So offense has got to put the game away. More importantly, this team has got to learn how to finish as a team including the coaching staff. You've got to find a way to get through the guys. The coaches have to find a way to get through their guys to bring the power, the will out of them, not to be denied. You've got to hate to lose if you want to be a competitor. It doesn't matter what sport you want you play. You've got to hate to lose. And that's exactly what needs to happen with the Raiders going forward. We have a good team. Raider Nation, I'm telling you, we have a good team. Don't have a complete team, but you have a good team. And there's a difference. There's still things, still nuances that need to be ironed out. Still people, still stars that we need to see glow as stars. That's going to come. I have confidence. Got 15 more games. Schedule's not going to get any easier, but when it is ever. You can't look down the line and say, oh, we can get a win here, get a win here, because the Raiders haven't earned that yet. But they have a good team, and they're going to be all right. I know they're going to figure it out. But across the board, from the way head coach Josh McDaniels coaches his coaching staff to the way the coaches coach their players, to the way everybody calls plays who has the ability to call plays, to the way they, the way they, they coach them during practice. They create situations for them to win. They have to realize that that win has to come on Sundays or Mondays or game day, whenever they play. And they're not there yet. And it was obvious by that collapse in the second half. Tip your hats to the Cardinals, if you will. Living a life in the win, if you will. They're, they're soaking it up. And rightfully so. They won. And they had, you know, they, they we spotted them, lost the biggest lead in, in Raiders history, I believe. They spotted us a couple points and we allow them to come back. It happens. Learn from it. That, that festering feeling that's in your gut, Raiders. Keep it. Use it because it should never return. If you have a choice or a saying, it, it should never return. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of the morning grind on the Raiders podcast network.